Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. All right. How you doing, everyone? I'm Ross Salzberg, and yep, once again, I want you all to listen up here and get a load of this. No doubt you've heard it said before that sometimes your best laid plans just go astray. Case in point, the New York Mets. That's why trade winds are now a-blowing at City Field. But what about up in the Bronx with the Yankees? Will trade winds be blowing for them as well? Like I said, listen up now because you're really going to want to get a load of this. And yes, the trading deadline is 6 p.m. tomorrow. 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So I'm going to address the Mets first because, as I said, the trade winds have been a-blowing up in the Bronx. Who knows, by the time I record this and get done with it, there might be more to talk about. But let me say this to start off with the Mets. And this this doesn't just apply to the Mets. So I'm going to give the Mets owner, Steve Cohn, some credit here. And here's the reason. And when I say this doesn't just apply to the Mets, it doesn't just apply to to the Mets, it doesn't just apply to baseball, football, any sport. It applies to life in general, business, whatever. The biggest mistake I believe anybody can make is not owning up to one's mistake. You make a mistake, how do you correct it? How do you fix it? Well, if you just shrug it off and, you know, who are you fooling? Are you fooling the public? Are you fooling somebody you're dealing with? Or are you fooling yourself? And look, the Mets went all in. You know, they added Justin Verlander. You know, they, they uh, listen, you got two th- You had two Cy Young Award winners, three-time Cy Young Award winners on your team, paying each one of them 43.3 million simoleons a year. It's a lot of Shkarol, a lot of Moolah, a lot of Gelt, a lot of Dinero, a lot of Rubles, whatever you want to call it. It's a whole lot of cold, hard cash. But it all fell apart. And for all the people who want to kill the Mets, you know, that's your prerogative. But you've heard me say it many, many times here before about hypocrisy. Uh, In life, hypocrisy in a world of sports. And everybody, everybody, man, oh man, oh man, everybody was kissing, kissing Steve Cohn's butt on each cheek. All last offseason, uh, you know, signing this one, paying this guy out. When remember when they were going to sign Carlos Correa? Every, uh, they couldn't, they couldn't pat him on the back. It, he's so exciting for baseball. He's so exciting here because he's spending this and he's spending that. And you know what? Nobody but nobody, unless you were a Met hater, nobody but nobody was criticizing. The Met moves. He was being applauded by the media. The excitement it's bringing. 
Not a whole lot of excitement this season. No, 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 no. Not a whole lot of excitement this season. Now, I'm not here to analyze everything that went wrong with the Mets. Okay? I'm not going to do that. But you made your mistake, and you could fool yourself. You know, as I speak to you right now, folks, the Mets are six and a half games out of the wild card race. You know, listening to Francisco Lindor, you know, when, when the trades were made with Scherzer, uh, you know, which was preceded by Robertson, he still thinks, he was saying, we still got a chance, you know. And, and I guess until you're mathematically out of it, you still have a chance. Well, yeah, you and me uh, still have a chance to win Powerball and Mega Millions. But it ain't likely to happen. Ditto for the New York Mets. Ain't likely to happen. But you could fool yourself and say, well, you know what? We're too close. We're too close to, you know, we're still in it. And if we're still in it, this is New York. This is the Big Apple. We got to do something about it. We, we, We can't just, you know, pack it in. Now, Whatever you want to term it, whatever you want to call it, and I understand it, Mets GM Billy uh, Epler has said, this is not a rebuilding, it's a repurposing. We're going to repurpose Steve Cohn, the owner's investment. Instead of just going balls to the wall for free agents all the time, we got to build which is the proper way to do it. You got to build with your farm system. And, you know, the two, these two moves that the Mets made, you could say were a step in the right direction. Now, you just don't replace a guy like David Robertson. You just don't replace a three-time Cy Young Award winner like um, Max Scherzer. That doesn't happen. But first, you know, if you want to address the Robertson deal, like to me, I mean, anybody who doesn't like that, even from a Mets perspective, to me, that that move makes all the sense in the world. You got a couple of kids in return. One's supposed to be a good, uh, I mean, they're 18-year-old kids. One's supposed to be, uh, he's an infielder. What was his Marco Vargas, and the other one was a catcher, uh, Ronald Hernandez. They're 18-year-olds. They're kids. So you don't know how good they're going to be. But that's how you build. But David Robertson, I'm going to tell you what, and I love David He did some job for them this year. Edwin Diaz goes down, and all of a sudden, he had to become the closer. He, he was fantastic this year. But you you get a couple of kids for him, and you know what? I, I would bet sitting here to you right now, I would bet that the Mets, he's going to be a free agent, that the Mets sign him again. And they'd be foolish not to. So that deal, to me, made all the sense in the world. Made all the sense in the world. I have no problem doing that, none whatsoever. 
Now, Scherzer, the young man that they got for Scherzer, Luis Angel Acuna. Uh, I don't know. Listen, I haven't seen the kid. Don't know anything about him. I know he's in double A now from what I'm reading, and he certainly sounds like a 5-2 player. He can run, hit, throw, uh, hit with power. He can do it all. He's also the little brother of the Atlanta Braves, Ronald Acuna. And if bloodlines have anything to do with it, which they don't always, but if bloodlines have something to do with it, that's very exciting because Ronald Acuna is going to be your National League most valuable player this season. You can bet on that happening. Okay? So to me, I mean, do you just replace a three-time Cy Young Award winner? Well, I'm going to be, I want to be fair here. Max Scherzer, and believe me, when they got Max Scherzer last year, I was all for it. All for it. But something happened at the end of last year. And you heard the, you've heard me use the phrase or the cliche, whatever you want to call it, how many bullets was left in his gun? How many bullets in his holster? Because at the end of last year, you know, the reason you, got, you get guys like Verlander and Scherzer, the reason you get those guys, those are the guys when money's on the line, they got to show up. And you know what, folks? I've said it to you several times. Max Scherzer, at the end of last year, remember that big series against Atlanta when first place was there for the taking? Maxi boy stunk the joint out. Bad. And then in the wild card series against the San Diego Padres, ditto. He did the same thing. And if you go back the year before when he was with the Dodgers, he had to pull himself out of the rotation because he felt he had a dead arm. And what have we seen this year? What have we seen this year? I mean, that 9-4 and four record is, I mean, to me, that's lipstick on a pig. That's spraying perfume on a skunk. It's not an impressive 9-4. and four. With an ERA over four, he's got like given up like 22, 23 home runs. No. He did not live up to what was expected of him. He wasn't, when the team was struggling, that's when the ace has to show up. And he wasn't. Now, Verlander's a different story. He missed the first month with his injury, took him some time, but, you know, his last seven starts now, he's been outstanding. Hey, he won his 250th career game yesterday. So uh, at the same time, I don't want him just giving Verlander away, but as, as I sit here and talk to you, to me, in my mind, it's 50-50 that Verlander remains a Met. 
what can he bring in return? I mean, to me, a guy like Verlander can certainly help put somebody over the top as one vies to win a league championship and go on to win a World Series title. So, you know, Verlander, as did uh, Scherzer, he too has a no-trade clause in his contract. But hey, you you own up to what went wrong, or what went wrong was some of the philosophy. This you have to move forward. So I'm a believer. Yeah, I like I like what Epler said: repurpose, not rebuild. Because first of all, you can't survive. I mean, in New York, you will not be able to live. They they don't want a five year, six year drought. When I say drought, I'm talking about, you know, like just misery. They don't want to stink to join out, game in and game out. And I don't think that's going to happen. But th- they have to build the farm system. We've been saying that for a long time, but now it's coming to be. The problems have to be addressed. And the problem solving, I think, has begun. I'm just saying you can't expect, you know, for for those people who are expecting miracles right away, when you trade somebody, when you, you're trading a three-time Cy Young Award winner, you're not getting equal in return. Whether it's young, young or old, you're not getting equal in return. But you have to take a deep breath and say, okay, this sucked this season. I, we spent a lot of money on nothing. We spent boxcar numbers, the most expensive payroll in the history of the game, and what do we have for it? We got nothing. So you got to forget about it and move forward. And I believe the Mets are doing that. I'm, I'm not convinced that they're done as I speak with you. When I do my podcast for you people on uh, this coming Wednesday, and usually I do it on Tuesdays, but I do my Get a Load of This podcast on Wednesdays. Uh, I'm doing it on Wednesday. Why? Because the trading deadline is tomorrow. So I want to have all the T's crossed, I's dotted, T's crossed, you know, ducks in a row. Uh, I expect the Mets to be doing more business. Exactly who, anything the Mets do, just about anything they do wouldn't surprise me. Okay? Desperate times call for desperate measures. When you have a payroll that was like $350 million, you need to do something. You need to do some correcting. Mets as I said, her owning up to some big mistakes. Whether anybody foresaw those mistakes or not, they ended up being mistakes. They have to be corrected. I I don't know if it was the perfect storm with the Mets or not, but it, it seemed what could go wrong did go wrong. Once Edwin Diaz went down in the World Baseball Classic, it seemed like everything went downhill after that. 
So that's why trade winds are indeed a blowing up at City Field. Now, what happens up in the Bronx? Huh? What happens up in the Bronx? Well, I'll tell you what happens up in the Bronx. I told you last week that I felt this series, actually, I felt it was starting with the Mets, but after the Mets, and they split with the Mets, they had the three games with the Orioles, of which they just lost two of three. Then they have followed by three with the Rays, which starts tonight in the Bronx, followed by four with the Houston Astros. I said last week, this could very well be the beginning of the end for both the Yankees and the Mets, but we're talking about the Yankees right now. This will be either the beginning or the end for the Yankees. They're at home against three teams, against two teams that they are battling for, for wild card position battling for if they don't take care of business they are done they are that's my opinion sorry to say they are done kills me to say that kills me to say that for selfish reasons because of my involvement here with yes and the yes network and the yes app but what's true is true the yankees can't hit offensively, they're an embarrassment. They cannot hit. And, and, you know, it boggles my mind. I read something just the other day that Sean Casey now has, all of a sudden, the Yankees now, they're hitting more to the opposite way. They're going more with pitches. Do me a favor. Where has everybody in the Yankees organization been? Because I'm sure Sean Casey has, and certainly Aaron Boone and all of them, have forgotten a lot more about baseball than I'll ever know. But for crying out loud, I've been saying it till I'm blue in the face. Go with pitching. I mean, go with pitches. Go this way. Go that way. When the shift was on, before things changed this season, go with pitches. But no, they didn't. Anthony Rizzo, to me, was one of the biggest culprits that he wouldn't go with pitches. He wouldn't go the opposite way. And he was a guy that a lot of people expected, a lot of people expected him to benefit from the shift being, uh, uh, you know, taboo this season. The guy's been awful. The Yankees struck out 18 times last night against the Orioles. 18 times. Anthony Rizzo struck out five times. Yes, five times. And in in fact, why is Anthony Rizzo still batting fourth? Can somebody tell me that? Would it be disgraceful to drop him in the order, which should have been done a long time ago? So you got... Stanton batting third, Rizzo batting fourth last night. Stanton struck out three times, Rizzo five times. That's eight strikeouts from your three and four hitters. 
the Yankees can't hit. And they certainly can't hit in the clutch. They left 10 men on base last night. They were 2 for 11 with runners in scoring position. Don't get me started on Luis Severino. I, I mean, to me, I, when he came up, I loved this kid. I thought he had, he had a bulldog mentality, and he might still have the bull, bulldog mentality, but he's pitching like a chihuahua for crying out loud. It was 6 nothing before he got a man out. It was 7 nothing after one inning. They were done early. But the, the Yankees still, they had runners on base. They had opportunities. They had chances to do something, and they couldn't do a thing. This is a bad hitting baseball team. And while we're talking about hitting, I mean, Aaron Judge comes back on Saturday. I mean, he, he came back the night before, uh, you know, he went over one and walked three times, but Aaron, Aaron Judge in his second game back hits a two-run homer. He goes three for five. They win a game. All of a sudden, bats wake up. Uh, he clearly supplies some energy and some juice and gives people something to look forward to. And he sits last night. Now, you know, be, I, I was debating with a buddy of mine. Well, but but Russ, they they got Tampa and they got um, you know the Astros coming up. And, you know he was out a couple of months. Do me a favor with that. Aaron Boone said, "I quote: He'll be available for pinch hitting duties. He'll be available for pinch hitting duties." Well, how about this? If he can be available for pinch hitting duties, why can't be he be available for designating hitting duties. Let's call it four pinch hits, okay? And the reason that bothers me, I, I mean, this has been done before, and I'm not looking to get him re-injured because, in fairness, from what I've seen of him, he looks a lot better than what I expected. I thought it would take him a good... You've heard me say it. I, I'll tell you, I, I thought it would take him a good three weeks to get any kind of rust off not that it's all off yet but he he's Aaron Judge for crying out loud what was it a month ago I'm try, trying to remember the team maybe it was against the Guardians I, I don't remember who it was against but Bader had a big night had a three run homer did this and that they sat him the next game Bader's a guy who supplies energy. Harrison Bader supplies energy. When you have juice, when you have a spark, light the fuse. Don't dampen it. I don't want Aaron Judge to get hurt. If you were telling me, you know, Russ, we can't put him in right field, I'm all for that kind of thinking. I wouldn't have put him in right field either. In fact, I'm kind of surprised that he was even put in the outfield. No, to me, let Aaron Judge be the DH. You don't play the guy. But if the Yankees 
have any thoughts and they're slip sliding away, if they have any thoughts on being a wild card, any thoughts at all, they need some help in the lineup. Don't tell me that this guy's coming back and we got Nesta coming back. I don't know what we're getting from Nesta. Let's not make Nesta out to be Whitey Ford, okay? I just, I don't want the Yankees to be fooled here. You know, I've been hearing all along, well, we think we have, we have a really good team. You know, a couple of weeks ago, when Aaron Boone was asked, why is he so confident? Because we're really good. We have a special team. Well, we're really good where and special in what way? I asked it then, I ask it now. Now, I understand it has to be the party line. What What is the manager supposed to say? Finally, uh, what was the last week he said, right now we stink. Well, that stench is still around. And, and the whiff coming out of Baltimore last night was terrible. An awful performance. An awful performance from the pitching. An awful performance from the hitters. It was just a bad baseball game. A 9-3. It was awful. 18 strikeouts. 18 strikeouts. Oh, my goodness. Bowers, three. Stanton, three. Rizzo, five. Kind of for... Oh, my God. 18 Ks. That's not winning baseball. That That's not how you win baseball games, folks. I, I mean, you know, I've said it to all, all of a sudden, you know, they're not going to become, all of a sudden, they're not going to become a small ball team. I've been crying about that pleading for it for two years now. But that's not going to happen right now. But they they need some bats. If this team stays put as it is constructed right now, forget about the postseason. So while, while trade wins are indeed blown with the Mets, they had better be blown with the Yankees over the next... 48 hours or whatever it is. I guess less than that right now. But something's got to change. Because they will not be going into the postseason as it is. And that, my friends, is a wrap on today's Get a Load of This. Now I'd like to be getting a load of you. As always, let me know your thoughts on today's podcast. You can do so on Twitter at Russ Salzburg. You can do it on Facebook. You can also check out my website at russsalzberg.com. Got to thank my home here at Believe.com because, as always, I tell you, Believe is the number one podcast network for professionals. But above all, got to thank you, the people out there, because without you, the people out there, I'd have nobody in here to be talking to. And again, as I reminded you, I just told you earlier in the podcast, my get a load of this podcast on the Yes app will not be 
tomorrow. It will be out on Wednesday because I want to see what happens uh, with the trade deadlines tomorrow. So if you um, haven't done so already and haven't told your friends to do so, please download the Yes app. Tell them to do the same so they too can watch me on Get a Load of This on uh, the Yes app. But right now, that is a bye-bye, so long, farewell. I'm Ross Salzberg, wishing you a good week. Talk to you next time. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.